Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. I want to welcome everyone of us to this uh, uh, today's Bible study. Last week we started with a series from Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one to six, then verse thirteen to fifteen. We look at the topic that says folks. Uh, defense of his apostleship, Paul's defense of his apostleship. I think in our introduction, we're able to de- define what is, who is an apostle, and we gave a brief introduction about the topic. And we said, for so many things that were going wrong in the uh, current Paul Apostle has to write a letter to them. He was writing to a, a letter to a church that was divided, a church that the first teacher has crept in in one way or the other. So, writing a letter to them, he has to allow the Holy Spirit to be involved. And number one, he has to let them know that. Um, he has a love for the church. He was being jealous about what is happening in the in their mix. So he now gave them a kind of a, a teaching that will enable them to understand his plight over the church. So having gone through all this, we want to quickly look into the other two aspects of our today's uh, topic. And the, the two topics are Paul's generosity to the church and Paul's anxiety for the church. So we're going to start with a Paul's generosity to the church. We're going to read from the Second Corinthians chapter 11, Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7 to 12. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 7 to 12. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you, free of charge? I robbed other churches by receiving support from them, so to serve you. And when I was with you, I needed something. I was not a burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. I have kept myself from being a burden to you in any way, and will continue to do so. Verse 10. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, 
Nobody in the region of Akai will stop this boasting of mine. Verse 11, why? Because I do not love you, God knows I do. Verse 12, the last one. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from other those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. We are looking at a topic that says, Paul's generosity to the church. Now, there's a fact we want to bring about in this. Paul was defending his apostleship because of so many things the church have gone through. And he can only do that using the word to express the love he has for the church. Now, it was not enough to be jealous for somebody, but it was also available. It was being generous to the church. Now, a loving parent provides for the needs of the family. And that was the case of the Paul. If, if you are a father and you are a mother, you are saying you love your family, it will show in the provision you are making for such family. And when we talk about providing for the family, it's not in the area of uh, um, material things alone. It could be emotion. It could be solving a problem. It could be creating a time. It could be an affection. So, so as a family, we all know what to do to assist our children, our wives, and for them and put them in your bags. He was very, very generous to the people at the current. Paul was even among them, he, he labored with his hand. That was the essence of the question we asked the other time. In Acts of Apostles chapter 18, verse one, to, the, verse one to 30, he was a tent maker. That is, he was, he, he labored with his hand. That is the kind of handwork he was doing at that time. So to be able to work, to also make provision for himself and to be able to support work, to support the church at the current. And we have been told in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse eight, that he has to rob other churches. You know, when, we, you know, when, when I consider that word robbed, it means by all means, he was seeking for an, an assistance from the church in what? In Macedonia. You know, the other area that they mentioned here, we have the you know, church where Apostle Paul cons, uh, focused, we have about four precincts. We have the Akai, we have the Asia, we have the Macedonia, 
and we also have uh, Galatia. These are the places Apostle Paul was focusing. So he was getting gifts from other churches to also support the word, the church at, at Corinth. Now, that, that to tell us the extent of Apostle Paul's generosity to the church at the Corinth. It has called Corinthians nothing to benefit from the apostolic ministry of Apostle Paul. That is, it caused them nothing. It made provision for everything they needed in that church. If you look at the word, notice that emphasis was made on the love he asked for them. You know, look at verse 11. Look at that. He said, why? Because I do not love you. That was a kind of question that they could not answer. He said, God knows that I love you. You know, he can only take a man of God who God has actually used for them for him to have made such a statement. He said, why? Because I don't love you? God knows that I do. So he was boasting, not because of what he has done actually, but he was, he was boasting in the Lord. Now look at the next statement. He said, the Corinthians, did they appreciate what Apostle Paul did among them? Probably some may, might, but some, but majority, he said, majority of them did not appreciate it because of what the, 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 the Judaizers, the four sisters, they have, they have penetrated the church. You know, they, have, they, 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 they capture people's minds. You know, they also use Apostle Paul financial, uh, uh, when I say, you know, Apostle Paul was not, well, he was not stressing the church. He was not stressing that because of the money. They are, they are also looking at it as a, as a weakness for Apostle Paul. That is, if, if Apostle Paul was a true apostle, he was for financial support. But Apostle Paul did not stretch the church. He was even supporting the church from other means of getting their money for them. Now, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you, look, if you read from verse 1 to the end, the Apostle Paul explains his, his position. You, you understand? He was a true apostle because he, he, what his message was so clear. You know, he had a clear vision about Christ. When God arrested Apostle Paul, you know, Apostle Paul was given the vision of heaven. He was given the vision of Christ, how he was risen. And Christ himself commissioned him. So his message was quite different. So if you look at other people, they might, they might have gotten the knowledge, maybe from the books, but Apostle Paul got his own uh, commission by God. Christ appeared to him. And most of those things he was doing, it was not like the Judaizers that want to load people with unnecessary uh, monetary uh, support. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to know whether we are, we are, we are following. Now the next slide, please. So Paul 
in the actual sense, he has the right to ask for financial support, you know, as a, as a faithful servant, you know, for, for the church to grow, you need to ask for the financial support, for so many things to be put in place. You know, when, when, you, when you talk about uh, uh, having a church, there are other needs. There must be welfare unit. You have to take care of the widows. You take care of the less privileged. So there is not a, a growing church who not need the support. You understand? So it is if if Apostle was doing this, he had the right to even solicit for funds from them. But you know, if you look at Apostle Paul, his style of uh, leadership. His style of uh, an apostle was quite different. He want people to understand that the message of the gospel is different from uh, making money. He gave up his financial rights for the gospel's sake and for the sake of lost sinners who might stumble over anything that gets the impression of being religious business. I'm sorry to say this. In, in one of my discussions with somebody when I came here, you know, she said something. I want to portray the point I've just made here. He said, I said, he said, why I don't go to church or why I'm not particular about churches. He said, I have a sister. She was well okay, she was doing well. As a matter of fact, as at that time, she has gotten so many things, maybe material things anyway. So one day, she just came to, the, to her own mother and said, ah, I want to go into church business. That was the language you put it. I want to go into church business. And probably that was the time in the Africa that the church business was raining. You know, people, you see, yeah, church, yeah, church, yeah, church. And she said it, that she wanted to go into church business. Though the gift might be there, but the motive was quite different. Eventually, she went into the business, uh, uh, sorry, she went into the uh, church planting and everything was fine at the beginning. But she lost her life along the line. I think maybe that was an attack and the attack overpowered her and she could not survive it and she died. So whatever motive might be because of what? Making money. That was not the case of uh, Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul has the right to make what? To even make some financial uh, commitment from the people, but because of his love for the people and because of his own generosity to the church, he didn't do that. Next slide, Pastor. On the other hand, it was the Judaizers who were guilty of peddling the gospel. You know, when you look at that, what peddling the gospel is that you know, I, I come to realize that people like where they tell lies. You know, when you're when you are penning the gospel, simply means you know they add one or two things, two things together for a personal profit. You know, what happened was that 
Apostle Paul has preached a message to them, the good message to them. Last week, our sister asked a question when we talk about the simplicity of the of Christ. That was the message. Receive Christ. That was a simple message you can give to anybody. Accept Jesus Christ into your life and you shall be saved. And that was the message Apostle Paul has preached to them. But in between when they left the church and the time being, these people came in. They begin to add one or two things together, peddling the gospel, telling lies to the people because they are what they have, uh, they are sugar coated. They, they, they can, you know, some people in this ministry, they, they can talk. And when, when they're talking, people will fall for their lies. You know, that was the case of these people. And Apostle Paul, Fran addicts. A loving father does not lay his burden on his children. Instead, he sacrifices so that the children might have what they need. So Apostle Paul did not, you know, he, 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 he was a he was a actually man of God. A, a God actually put his word in his mouth, and he was doing the words of the of the Lord as an apostle. So this was what Apostle Paul was trying to explain to the Corinthians. You understand, to defend his apostleship among them. It wasn't like other people that actually they want to like uh, load so many things on them because of the personal profit they want to they, they want they want to make for me. Praise the Lord. Any question? Hmm. If you have any question, we are free to ask questions. So what we are talking about now is Paul's generosity to the church. And we have, we have looked at from point A, where he was a tent maker, that is, he was also working along the line so he can take care of his personal need and he can also support the church. Number two, we, we have also looked at uh, cases where he also like uh, bacon on the other churches he planted, like the people of uh, Macedonia, the people from Asia, the Galatia people, he also got some money from them to also fund the, the church as a current. So to tell us that Apostle Paul was a generous man to the core. And that was the question God wants us to be uh, as a father, as a minister, that is to show love to the people that we are leading. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Any question? In the absence of the question, we yes, Pastor. Just to to further double click on what some of the things you've said, especially the aspect of Paul having a right to make a demand on the people, but choosing not to use that right. And again, tying that back to the initial question that you asked at the very beginning about full-time or secular, or I mean, or by vocational ministry as the language that is being used for it these days. Um, I'm just 
saying this both as one on the one hand to give an appreciation and on the other hand also to make an acknowledgement of a point that the assumption in a manner of speaking behind full-time ministry in the sense of not working secular work is that there will always be support from the congregation, from the people that are being blessed by the ministry of the man of God or the woman of God, as the case may be in the apostolic church is always man of God. Um, and here it is being said that he actually has a right to make that demand. Now, of course, this is the same thing that many ministers have bastardized today, that's right to make that demand either by means of, I mean, very crooky, fraudulent means or, or all sorts of gimmicks and manipulations which of course, for which they will stand to give an account. But on the other hand is then to highlight the fact that it is a matter of spiritual maturity and growth that as we are being blessed from the ministry of the men of God that God has placed um, under, that God has placed us with, as it were, to serve alongside them, to work alongside them, it is a responsibility and privilege to be able to be a blessing to them. Um, and then leading me on to the vote of thanks to say thank you so much for all the people that have been doing that, for Pastor Davis, for myself, um, and for the other ministers of God in our lives in extending that hand of generosity and support and to say that there is definitely a blessing for that. Um, and this is not me trying to make an advert <laughs> or solicit for help, but just to ac acknowledge that and again to spotlight it um, in our midst that like God has been faithful and he will always continue to be to those that honor that privilege to do likewise. Thank you, sir. I think someone else answers hope. Um, Sister Anna, if you're able to speak. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, this is to um, uh, um, engineer Omoyele. You know when you were reading the part where you said you robbed other churches for them, and you gave example, you gave like specific examples of how you did it for them, Corinth, then Macedonia. You should have mentioned three people. Like when I read that, I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't find it so easy to know who he was talking about. Like in, in this Bible study, could you, how, how did you guys, sorry, I mean, how did you teach us uh, find out this thing so easily to know that uh, these, are, these are the ways where he has robbed, these are the churches was referring to? Because if I had that information, it would help my knowledge instead of hearing it here. Does that make sense? Uh? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, I want to. I want us to go back to the Bible. Pastor. To so the Bible passage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the second Corinthians. Yeah. Yeah. Verse eight. Verse nine. Verse eight to nine. Uh, verse eight to nine. I don't understand receiving support from them so as to serve you. And while I was with you, I needed something. 
I was not a burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia, so sister, no, that's number one. Sister, no, is she there? She's she's there. She's amazing. Uh, so that's a Macedonia. Then let's go to verse ten. Mm -hmm. It's the last line, last couple. Actually, as, as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the regions of Achai will solve this person of mine. So, what I did was uh, I now use a, a Bible Google map and now look at the Achai. From the, so when I when I got go it, the answer I got was that these are the region close to Corinth. These are the region close to Corinth. So you now further explain to me that there are four areas where Apostle Paul was uh, focusing his ministry. So I got to know that we have a Macedonia one. We have the Asia two, we have the uh, Galatia, and we have the uh, the Eka. So that was what I was able to get the information from. Thank you, sir. It makes sense. Thanks, sir. Is it okay, ma? Is it yes, thing? it is. Thank you. All right. Thank you, ma. Can we go further, Pastor? Pastor, can we go further? Yes, we are yeah. all anxiety. Paul anxiety for the church. Paul's anxiety for the church. When when, when I look at the as the word anxiety, I it, and I relative to the life of Apostle Paul, it was not in a negative form. No, when we say anxiety, some of us would think maybe um Anxiety is uh, maybe uh, somebody being uh, you, you're so panicked about uh, about something, but I think we can look we can learn from from this. By the time we go further in the course of the what they mean by Paul Paul anxiety for the church. Pass on next slide. So let's look at the uh, Bible passage, Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse sixteen to thirty. I'm able to run through everything. Maybe let's just read a few verses. Then in the course of the lecture, I will summarize everything. I repeat, let no one take me for a fool. But if you do, then tolerate me just as would a fool, so that I may do a little boasting. In this self-confident boasting, I am not talking as a Lord would, but as a fool. Since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. You gladly put, you gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on ears or slaps you in the face. I will stop at 21. To my shame, 
I read that we are too weak for that. Pastor, just, uh, yeah. Now, Paul and Society for the Church, the concluding part of this chapter is very interesting and very touching. So that is the word I want the anxiety to come. When we say touching, that is the area I, I want to figure, I want to put in that, the word anxiety, touching. Now, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, it describes the position of Apostle Paul, despite his trials. That is what, what that place is trying to say is, Apostle Paul went through a lot for the church. He went through a lot. You know, the church are not together. You know, like somebody planted a church, uh, like God is helping us. We are having church in other feet. We have, let's say we have in Bamiyam, we have uh, in other region. So in the course of Apostle Paul ministering all, all about, he was confronted with so many challenges. So many challenges came up. So many times he also traveled, you know, on the road, on the sea. So despite all this, despite all these trials, he said, besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. I think that verse 28 gave us a summary of what can be described as anxiety of Apostle Paul. That is, he was filled with so many trials. This could be traced to the love he has for the churches. That is, nothing can be explained, can be used to describe all this, if not for the love Apostle, Apostle Paul had for all the churches that were mentioned and those ones we did not mention. Most of us never knew, know the love our parents had for us. They will also become parents. I, when, I, when I read this, it reminded me of so many things, and, and that was true. I remember when I was in school, so many years back, my father would come and check on me in the school. If I want to give a, a, a summary of that, he was coming to give me, let's say, two pounds in, do, in those days. But the transportation will cost him about, uh, about uh, let's say, 10 pounds. Imagine somebody to come and check on me, coming with uh, just uh, two pounds. But he would have used about almost 10 pounds to, to, to cover his transportation. Now, it's not the money per se. But because of the word, because of the law, you know, like, like I was explaining the other time that when we're talking about giving, nothing is as good as or important as when you have the love of that thing in mind. You know, Apostle Paul, you know, it's like you, you, you plant a church, we have a church in Nidafid, we have a church elsewhere, the joy of every man of God who have sown a seed is for that church to be growing. Look at what happened the, upper, the last Sunday, upper Sunday when, when people came from Udafid and other places. We are all glad. It gladdens our heart 
ignoring the act, the act of the pastors. Oh, look at the church, the, the church is growing. So that was the position of Apostle Paul. So you can only trade this, all these things we are talking about, the trials, they are minor things compared to the love he has for the church. Praise the Lord. So most of us, as we are not growing now, yeah, which we have become parents, we know the responsibility we are not taking over our children mm. and how God is helping us, nursing them in the, in the will of God, academically, want to make them to, to, uh, to balance up, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, their growth, you know, their welfare. So these are part of the love we show to our, uh, to our, our, our children because of what we have received from our parents too. This, the concluding part of this chapter, mm -hmm. sorry, the next slide rather, the next slide. So before listening to various kind of trial Paul had experienced, he was careful to explain why he was boasting in this way. You know, we, we use the word boasting means, you know, he says something in the Bible passage that if people of the world can boast in what they do or little things, they are much more the things of God. So let's also put it on the same scale. If you are boasting in the Lord, I think it works uh it what is so that was the position of Apostle Paul was uh, putting his boasting. Paul never had any problem boasting about Christ and telling of his sufferings, but he was always assisted or assistance to speak of his own painful experience as a servant of God. That is, Christ must increase, but I must what? Decrease. That was John chapter 3, verse 30. But he that glory or gloried, let him glory in the Lord. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. So, what this place is trying to tell us is that Apostle Paul was not trying to, uh, he was not trying to derive anything or to compare himself with Christ. Mm. All glory to God for Christ to increase that he would it must decrease. So it was just telling us that the boasting is all glory unto God. The next slide. It was the immature and unspiritual attitude of the Corinthians that forced Paul to write about himself and glory. That is, if, if there is a word that we can use, boast, because of all their attitude that made me to that made him towards to go into the into this. He had begun his this session by apologizing <clears throat> for his boasting. And he repeated this sentiment in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 16. That is, if let's look at the verse 16. Verse 16. Verse 16. I repeat, let no one take me for a fool. But if you do, then tolerate me just as you would a fool. Like if at all, it was a fool. Let just what? Tolerate him. Tolerate him just as you would, you would to a fool person. So that I may do a little boasting. That he may do what? Just little 
boasting in the Lord. Let's go back to the slide. So if it was because of their attitude, then he also apologized for this. Paul was not denying the inspiration of his works. Rather, he was admitting that by boasting, he was being very unlikely, un unlike the Lord. However, he had to do it to prove his love for the Corinthians and protect them from those who would have led them astray. But the what Paul was saying is, he, he, he wanted the Corinthians to actually, you know, you know, there's a way somebody that you love, like all our work, our wars, our children, there's a way you want to talk to them. You want them to feel. Sometimes I talk to my children, uh, what we what we experience, what we fix, so to say. We tell them this. Ah, don't you know I passed through this? Don't you know I, I went through this? Uh, those all those uh, uh, unpalatable things that we went through. You try to like tell them not to uh, to measure, not to um, to create a fear in them. No, but because of the love you have in them, but you can if you can sit tight, if you can be serious with the things of God. What some of us are enjoying today were well, because of what somebody have, what they have done for us, probably from our parents, from our uncle, from our pastors. What, what, what we really enjoy from them is what is keeping us today. So we want to also make sure that our children, they enjoy more than what we have actually enjoyed. Praise the Lord. The next slide, please. So some of the trials are possible. I was just trying to like uh, list some of them, you know, prison frequently. When I saw prison frequently, it, it means if you're counting, you're going to lose count, you know, pr prison frequently. That is maybe where they ban, don't preach, and that place will go and preach. They will just put him in prison. He said frequently, that is we lost count in that place. 40 lashes minus one from Jews, that is minus one. I say, uh, 40 minus one, what is that? That should be 39. 39. What, is, what is the difference between 39 and 40? So that, that was a great, uh, it was a great, uh, uh, I don't know. He went through a lot. Beating with rods three times, hated with stones one time, sheep red. Three times, I think it was one of the cheaper that he he, he went through probably uh, part most of uh, I've forgotten the that place. Papus, part yeah, he went through that ship. When God promises that that there will be there will be no loss no in loss. that uh, in that tribulation that time, that was one of the times. Say three times, danger from rivers, danger from bandits. Danger from fellow Jews and Gentiles, danger in the city and in the country, danger at the sea, and danger from the first uh, believers. That is, you know, what Apostle Paul went through uh, was not limited to a physical hardship. Even his own people also contributed to the problem. Mm. Want to mention the, the, the believers, say false believers. Mm. You know, sometimes some of these that happened then still happen today 
what some of the pastors are going through. You know, you cannot just name it. Even from the from the from the ship, they they assume they they also pastor or probably they also what shepherd. So many things they pass through. That was the case of Apostle Paul. Imagine somebody sowing a good seed, and one way or the other, somebody still come back telling them the wrong thing, and they believe the majority would not follow the person. You no, know, it's just the grace of God that kept the Apostle Paul. The next slide, sir. No, Paul climbs his narration of his suffering by telling of his humiliating experience at Damascus when he, the great apostle, was smuggled out of the city in a basket and he was lowered uh, on the other side of the wall. Now, that, that time, it's like they wanted to kill him. So it was uh, somebody that they, they have to like uh, smuggle him and probably tra uh, transport him over the, over the fence. Would any of the Judaizers ever tell a story like that? Of course not. Look at what you have listed, the trials of Apostle Paul. We have never seen a portion where these other people, Judaizers, where they even just one of the trial, no. We can never see one. But note that even when Paul did narrate his sufferings, he was careful that Christ was glorified and not Paul. That is, despite the fact that he, was, he listed all these problems three times, I had the shipwreck, this one, this one, he was being careful so that Christ will be glorified, not Apostle Paul. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In conclusion, we cannot go through this chapter without admiring the courage and devotion of the Apostle Paul. His trial left its mark on his life, and yet he kept on moving on, serving the Lord. So it's a lesson for us today that no matter what happened in our surroundings, no matter what happened where God has placed us today, trials will come, temptation will come. We need to keep on moving on and serving the Lord. Out of Apostle chapter 20, verse 24 says, but none of these things move me, neither can't, can't I my life dare unto myself. So that was the, the conclusion of Apostle Paul. Paul certainly proved his love for the church. No doubt about that. What are we doing today to prove our love for God and the church? May we never take for granted the sacrifices that others have made so that we might enjoy the blessing of the gospel today. So many, so many people have gone through so many things for us to be where we are today. You know, so many, like Apostle Paul, so many people, like other apostles, they have done so much for us today. That's why we are here today. So many of our parents, our father in the Lord, we have so many apostles in the Lord, so many pastors, so many generals. They, what they have done today is as a result of their love for the Christ and for us as well. Mm -hmm. So there is a question there. 
What are we doing today? To prove our love for God and for the church as well. God bless his works in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.